of my deal. Yeah, put that up on the page. Yo, so as Keisha was talking, the story I wanted to tell was mm-hmm. one night, me and Key, we were out and about, and she was taking me back to her house to get my car. And we happened to stop by a store. <laughs> and um, so y'all don't tell my mom, okay? She pulls she pulls into the store, and mm-hmm. um, we see some ladies of the evening walking. Mm, okay. You know. Around what time was this? Shit, keep what time was that? Like two? Was that yeah. Right about two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it was normal business hours. Yeah, it was normal business mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. Right by the hotel. Tales. Excuse me, hotels. <laughs> so, hotels. Tales. <laughs> so, you know, I'm pointing out the key, like, yo, you know, that's a prostitute. That's a prostitute. That's a pimp. And so she was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, the pimp was so little, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could beat him up. He that's couldn't tell me what to do. That's the case. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be surprised how many skinny pimps are really yeah. out there. So, you know? so then, you know, that was like, Okay, we had a nice little adventure there. Nice mm-hmm. little fun. Mm-hmm. So last night, <laughs> <laughs> same fucking so store. La- so last night, <laughs> it's the only store open between the highway and when we turn off. So wow. Keys, wow. Keys making excuses, bullshit. She wanted to see that shit again because <laughs> I didn't tell her to pull into the store or anything. Next thing I know, we pull into the store. I'm like, what the fuck? And I she told you I lost my cigarette. And then she pulls into the same spot that we were in before. Mm-hmm. So I knew. <laughs> New. <laughs> it was extra spicy <laughs> last night. It yeah. was fucking extra, extra spicy. Key, girl, looking. Were you? I just oh yeah, we were looking. Yeah, she took a. Yeah, we were looking. She took a picture because nobody would believe me. Mm-hmm. This bitch is walking with like draws on, draws and in a bra down yeah. the fucking New Bern Avenue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah man. Yeah. 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 Ass out, stomach out, titties out, <laughs> everything <laughs> out. You know, no, she did. Oh, she, I she, did. She took a picture. She got a picture. She got a picture. So I told her, I said. Uh, slow down, slow down, slow down. No. So she, she, she's like, she stopped at the, you know, mm-hmm. we're supposed to stop. Mm-hmm. And so I leaned out the car. I said, I said, I said, how much the party? <laughs> she was, she waited. She was like, oh, come on back. That she said, is she said, solicitation. She said, and I will have none of it. She said, she was gone. Bye bye. Yo, you spoke the language of the trade. That's though, right, man. You, know? you got to know, you got to know the lingo. You know, you got to know the lingo. What's good? It's your man C. Perry Elise the second, and welcome to Straight to Tape. Y'all know what it is. Unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues, it's straight to tape. Now, I am but one third of podcasting's treacherous three. First, the nefarious one himself. The comedian Tico, what is good, my man? Well, you know, people talking. I live it. Every day. I 
thought I'd throw that every day up in there. But he finally nailed it. He, he nailed that. it. He, he, yeah. he nailed it and he hit the ad lib and that was like, like perfect. That. You like that? About time. No I comment. About time. Damn, kid, you so fucking hard on the motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, of course, the uh, first lady of uh, S2T, the social butterfly that flies over all of the other butterflies. There's a lot I like it (laughs) The quintessential hip hop mom Keisha with a Y What is good? I am great But I am tired Ooh what'd you do? Lots of stuff (laughs) Lots of stuff Well it's always good to do lots and lots of stuff So Uh, You can check for Straight to Tape on all of our podcasting platforms. We are Apple Pot of... We have... Did I screw up? Take two. (laughs) Oh, fucking take two. Let's just roll with it, you know? Uh, Yo, we are Apple Podcast Certified. Okay, uh, you can uh, check us out on Google Play. You know, for all of our uh, Android fam. Okay, you can stream us on Spotify uh, as well as SoundCloud, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And you can all uh, take two. <laughs> take two. <laughs> um, you can also catch us on Twitter, IG, and Facebook. Straight to tape. Yo, make sure you hit the subscribe button and get in front of the line on the latest and the greatest from straight to tape and we got a sponsor y'all we have a sponsor <laughs> oh that's for me that's just for you, kidding baby. i was trying to pull it up <laughs> um today's show is brought to you by the popcorn shop where gourmet taste pops, 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 pops. <clears throat> three locations to serve you emerald isle goldsboro and mebane north carolina if you're not local, pop on over to the popcorn shop, S-H-O-P-P-E dot com for global shipping. The popcorn shop where gourmet taste pops. pops and you know, it pops so much that Tico ate my popcorn. Now, uh, you know, if, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you know, if you listen to the uh, donor experience uh, edition and thank you for those that did listen to the donor experience edition, uh, you know, we all know that Tiku has the sugar. OK, uh, so we try to uh, make sure that his sugar intake is not high. So it just so happens that the popcorn shop shouts out to Katana, shouts out to uh, to DP. Uh, for you know uh, joining us and so they they hit us up with some lovely lovely treats and i dropped them off to tico and what the fuck did you do with them tico don't ever leave snacks with him ever well and also never go to sam's with him that's number two to be honest <clears throat> i did real good like i uh cleaned up the house and um i totally forgot the popcorn was in my pantry and um I happened to watch um, Two Headed Transplant. <laughs> Two Headed Transplant. It's an old, like seventies movie about this, about this, um, this. Uh, gosh, I can't say that word. A uh, mentally <laughs> ill, <laughs> a mentally ill person, uh-huh. and uh, strong as an ox, and a um, and a psycho killer happened to psycho. How anyway, long story short, both of them died in a stupid accident and the doctor was like, Hey, I can sew their heads together. And so they walked around 
terrorizing people with two heads. It, it wasn't as good as my one with Rosie Greer, right? The man with two heads. Because mm, yeah. the man with two heads was comical at times. You know? I mean, this was, this, was, this was. I think this was the whole uh, two-headed. Hmm. thing going on you know you have one good movie with two heads and then everybody else starts throwing out two-headed yeah, yeah, movies yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. you know so but it did have casey casing in it so oh wow yeah so wow. that was that oh yeah that was the, that was the that was pretty much the budget right there yeah yeah ladies and gentlemen as uh, you can tell uh i did eat a popcorn well, yeah he ate thanks he, ate he said all that <laughs> shit to tell you that perry dropped off my two popcorns <laughs> and yesterday i come in here and he just throws me one and i said where's the other one and he had his stupid look on his face like cooper <laughs> that's her dog <laughs> Well, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we're on some jokes and whatnot today. Uh, so um, when we're on some jokes and whatnot, what better than to bring in a guest? So uh, the man that we have with us today, okay? Uh, yo, he has this comedy special on Amazon Prime called Getarachi. Okay, uh, you can also hear it on Pandora. Is that a play in words like ghetto and ratchet? Yeah, get, get, get a ratchet. Like, ghetto, little, no, ghetto ratchet. Yeah. Like like you got um, like Liberace. Liberace yep. is called Ghetto Rachi. <laughs> I love it. It was supposed to be called Nigger Rachi, but for yeah, that's not very. So I decided to call it um, Ghetto Rachi. But so yeah. comedian, radio show host. He has a uh, he has a show on uh, ninety three point five FM, uh, the Oak, uh, called the uh, Liquor House uh, Comedy Show. All right. Yeah. Uh, he's an author as well. Uh, yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like to introduce my man Dink Kearney. What is up, Dink? What's up? Thank y'all for inviting me on this nice podcast, man. I, I love this podcast, man. Thank y'all so much. Um, of course, I I, I I went to school. Well, I known Tico all my life. I went to school with Keisha. Um, I known um, Matt Perry through him. So, man, thank you. I feel like I'm at home, man. And I'm in Raleigh, so um, this is like home. So, thank y'all again for inviting me on the show, man. It's good when you can um, unleash and curse sometimes. Yeah. And be around, you know, real people talking about real topics. You ain't gotta, um, you know, watch. You gotta watch what you say and stuff like that. So well, no. thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. Y'all, really, joke, joke. When well. he sat down, he asked, "Could he cuss?" <laughs> yeah, because when I do the radio show, oh yeah, you know, we, we we can't curse. Yeah, you know, because of his FC guidelines, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 fine with that. Yeah, you ain't gotta worry about the FCC here. Yeah, but right. I, but it's yeah. good. You can you can drink some alcohol and you can. Um, uh, just you know, just say some things. Really, say some things you want to say. You know, like, exactly. Yeah, just like Ghetto Rachi. The real name was supposed to be Nigger Rachi. Uh-huh. We didn't want to. Um, we want to do that though. Promotional and shit. You know. Yeah, uh, it's understandable. Sponsors, yeah. sponsors. You know? Exactly. I hope our sponsors don't mind if we cuss. Uh, yeah, and that's, oh, congratulations on getting a sponsor. That's a great yeah, thing for y'all. Great. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. that. Thanks. Yeah. Y'all doing a, y'all doing a good job. Y'all authentic. <laughs> That's probably why y'all show is so good. It's authentic. Now, um, let's see. Um, Now, before we really, really delve into our conversation with Dink, uh, I'm sure there's some things that, well, I'm going to be honest with you, we just really don't want to talk about, okay? We ain't going to talk about it, you know? Uh, Keisha, I'm sure you got something you don't want to talk about, right? (sighs) So on Juneteenth every year for I don't know how many years, um, a bill is brought up in Congress uh, basically asking for reparations for black people. Now, 
this statement that I'm about to make is not an agree or disagree with reparations. It is not speaking to the logistics of how we would make reparations work. It is to say that for people who do not understand why paying black people in America reparations is a viable idea. Let's take it back a little bit. Take it back. So anybody black will tell you that black people help build this America from the ground up. Everyone knows that slavery was a thing, right? I mean, some people are still like trying to forget or I don't trying know. to do the Kanye. Do the Kanye. He said we had a choice. <laughs> he did say we had a choice, but it was more on the revolutionary side. But we're not going. We had a show about mm-hmm. that, and my heart is still heavy. Anyway, so I work in finance. I work in salaries planning, salary planning for my organization. Salaries are almost always the largest expense on any company's profit and loss statement. So what they spend with vendors, what they spend on overhead, salary is at the tip top of the list of things that a company has to pay out before they make money. With that fact being said, the hundreds of years that white families had free labor is like the ultimate one-up. That in and of itself, the fact that black people helped build this country from the ground up, people got rich, filthy rich, and were able to build family financial wealth wealth not just have money wealth and money are two different things buy land buy and prosper businesses all of those things that go into wealth that they then passed on from generation to generation to generation up till now so white people that say, and it, this is not all white people, because some white people were poor, their families were poor, and they didn't struggle to get to 2019. But for the most part, most white people in the South have ancestors that owned slaves. You are part of this equation. And after slavery was over, there was still 150 years mm-hmm. of systemic racism. Like, my mom and I, well, my kids, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but my kids and I, it was around fair time, and there was a news article on the TV talking about Silversmith that was going to be at the fair. He's the fourth generation of Silversmiths. Was that him, granddaddy, great-granddaddy, great-granddaddy? Great-great-granddaddy. No. Fourth generation. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then he was passing that skill on to his, his son, right? Right. So the kids thought it was interesting and we started talking about like the intersection of black culture to that and thinking of something that my mama told me a long time ago is the only sustained black businesses that you see are mortuaries Mm. because white people wouldn't bury black people. 
so down in Johnston County, there are the, like, there's Lee here, and then there's another one, and then there's some down in Johnston County that have buried all of our family. Haywood. Haywood. Um, yeah. They've had those businesses for hundreds of years because white people wouldn't bury black people. But any attempt at a successful black business, if it got too big, white people would burn it mm. the fuck down. Tulsa. Yeah. Durham. Wilmington. Wilmington, yeah. yeah. So, on top of us helping to build this great country, on top of us being the free labor that goes into United States started businesses for free, on top of laws and rules that prevented us from getting an education or buying houses and land. Or having land tricked and stripped away from us. On top of all that, it's just a fucking right thing to do. Y'all pay the Indian Native Americans. Y'all pay the Japanese. It's just the right thing to do. Now, logistically, how that's going to happen is just beyond me. But, I mean, you know, we got computers and shit. It can be figured out. I mean, kid, why you bullshitting? Uh, White people got reparations for slaves they got paid like $300 a slave that was uh freed when they got the slaves freed when they when the free when they, when the slaves got freed they got they got like $300 <clears throat> $300 for each slave so they got reparations uh, for uh, for uh, for that economic hit of exactly. slaves exactly yeah. so i mean yeah that's 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 fucking crazy so that's not that's what i'm not going to talk about and i want to add on to what you said mm-hmm. you said native mm-hmm. americans and you said um japanese, japanese. The Holocaust victims. Yeah. Yeah. Reparations. yeah. And that happened in Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she brought that up. That's uh, that's a topic for another day, of course, for y'all. But um, yeah. that burns me up that they don't want to pay us because I'm going to say this little tad bit about the slavery part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of slaves that live well over 100 years old, right? They live well into the 20th century. I even had one in my family. Okay. okay. My point being... They live to be. They live well over hundred. Live to nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. My point being, I had people in my family that actually knew slaves and shook their hand. There are people that actually walking around. They might be about a hundred years old now, or close to it. They actually met a slave. That's all you need to know about yeah. why they need to pay reparations. They were. I mean, that was, they yeah. were that one. They were that first generation after slavery ended. You know, my. I know my only issue with reparations is okay. Uh, you know, I understand bills. You know, uh, promoting it. Okay, my pro- my thing is the proper application. Okay, because uh, yo, you can throw money at a problem all you want. Okay, but when you don't address the system that was left behind from that period, then you don't solve the problem, dude. It's a, it's like a it's like it's like a stimulus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the stimulus. It's like uh, you know, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you this little bump, mm-hmm. but really not knowing what the bump's gonna do. I mean, people were like, you know, when that first stimulus came out, they were like, yeah, I can't wait to get this little money, get this money, but didn't know that behind that it boosts your 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 um, it boosts up your um, your credit scores. Mm. It makes you it makes you not poor, but it makes you middle class. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like, um, it's, it's just like that. 
it's like you can sit up here and and and, and you, like you said you can throw money at it but what you going to do with the money once you get it i mean you know uh whole 40 acres of a mule type joint you know we all know chapel hill was built off of that you know the school unc even though i like it unc all day long <laughs> tar hill that's a nigga hill trying to run from the damn Actually, it's funny because Nigga Hill was actually the name of a hill yeah, yeah. Uh, in front of the stadium at Clemson University. Mm -hmm. And that's what they used to call it back in the 50s and the 60s, mm -hmm. Nigga mm -hmm. Hill. It's interesting you brought that up. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. And we ain't going to talk about that. Yeah. So, um, so Tigo, which, which you not going to talk about, man? What, well, what talk about? Uh, I don't want to talk about P. Diddy. Okay. He just got engaged to uh, Steve Harvey's daughter. What? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about he's 49 and she's 22 with a big grin on my face. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm not going to say that. Diddy will come after me. Continue. Yeah, well, you know, you know, yeah. So, yeah, so Diddy is, uh, he's, he's engaged to Steve Harvey's daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really don't want to talk about that because that's some, you know what I'm saying, that's some Hollywood stuff, you know. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I really don't want to kick on. I really don't want to talk about that, Wouldn't that, that be so, but I mean, isn't that, you know, isn't that a stereotypical relationship, though? I mean, uh, older, you know, older man, uh, you know, established uh, with money, uh, with uh, younger and possibly unexperienced woman. All I know is Steve Harvey about to come off, yo. Y'all know he been having trouble yet. You hooking up with Diddy too? I can't see. <laughs> I, I see some things coming down I, the road. I can't. I can't see a Steve Harvey show on Revolt. It just don't. You know, it don't fit. It, something don't match. You know what I mean? Can you? I mean, can you picture those suits on Revolt? Mm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know, would he be able to generate, you know, to inspire a whole generation of uh, young cats to dress that way? Hmm. Yeah. Granted, granted, I do own two Steve Harvey ascots. Ah, right, nigga, I thought you was about to say suits. I was oh gonna hell walk out. no! no. You're gonna hear a <laughs> and I was gonna walk out. No, turn no, this whole no, fucking no, table no, over, no, yo. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, they just don't fit the frame. You know what I mean? They don't fit the frame. Mm -hmm. yeah. The light yeah. skin frame. Yeah, pretty much. Now. Uh, I know the thing that I ain't gonna talk about. Okay, you know I ain't gonna talk about the fact that uh, you know uh, almost forty-eight hours ago this country was almost at war. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, you know the the shit sound like a joke, man. Okay, uh, that you know well uh, the uh, Iranians uh, downed a drone. Okay, not. Uh, pilots, okay, you know, you know, not not people, but a unmanned drone. I don't watch the news, okay, but my daddy said that the drone costs more than the airplanes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah some heavy doors, some heavy, some heavy shit, man. So, uh, so you bombing, you, off, you bombing off of money, but you bombing mean, off of money. That that that's what that just tells you, okay? That's bombing off of money, okay? And did, did you know I bomb atomically, Socrates? Yes. Philosophies and hypotheses. Do, can't describe how I'm dropping these. these. Mockeries. Mm. Mockeries! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Okay, so and and, and I love the way that I, I love the narrative. I love the story. Okay, they decided to do it. The planes were up in the air. Okay, and like minutes before you know he's deciding to drop, you know he gets the uh, you know the potential uh, casualty list, like 150 people, and that made him stop. Okay, one call. That's like knock my throw, knock my mom off the bridge. That, that's type that, of shit. You know, <laughs> that, you know that that could be a couple of things though. That could be calling bullshit because you know uh, casualty reports. You know those are had those are in before a plane is gonna go up. Okay. Meanwhile, you have little babies in cages at the border. Fuck you, yeah, Donald you know, Trump. Same. So. Uh, You're not a humanitarian. Yeah, that that that, that at all. you know that, that's crazy. You know, but also at the same time, that could also be a good narrative to put out there to show, hey, I, yo, yeah, I, look, look, I'm tough. I almost did it. You see what the fuck I was about to do to y'all, and then I called it back. Oh, he you know bucked I mean? on him. He you bucked on him. That's what he did. He just bucked on him. He was he was he was pushing that chest out. Yeah, he bucked you know on him, yo. He bucked on him, yo. And, and you know, so that, that's another you know good narrative to put out there, and especially to put out there in front of your you know, in front of your base, you know, to uh, you know to show you're tough. Right. You're doing that against the wrong people with the Iranians, you know, because they they're like yo, give a they're like yo, we yo, kill all yo, these innocent yeah. people. Yeah. Yo, why, why you bullshit? Yo, fuck, they like fuck that step to me, motherfucker. Step. And you know whose fault that is? That's America's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the simple fact that if you've seen Rambo three, <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen Rambo three, he went to. Did start. this motherfucker just say Rambo three? Not he, even Rambo he, two. No, no, no. Rambo three was in the Middle East. That was in the Middle East. Rambo three was in the Middle East. And if you look, if you watch this movie carefully, he taught the Taliban. Oh, that was before the Taliban was the Taliban. So it was Rambo that taught him how to fight. So and all that's why it's our fault. Damn Rambo Not our fault Because we've been over there For a monetary interest For Decades Fuck that shit It's Rambo Damn it and Rambo no, Rambo no, sat up there yo, And they I taught him Yo I ain't blaming Rambo Because Rambo 3 Did not make as much money As Rambo 2 Okay Look it up It doesn't make no difference How much Look money he made It's, 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 it's the seed It's the seed he planted While Rambo was out there Riding horses And shit With, with the Taliban You know They were like Hey we can do this Yeah yeah, I like that. Rainbow uh, inspired I, the yeah, Taliban. Yeah, I, I got something else I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I got something. Are you talking about what I'm going to talk about? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to talk about why, this. Why don't you both? Why don't you, I got an idea. I got an idea. Why don't you both not talk about it together? All right. All right. What you not going to talk about, Key? I'm going to not talk about the simple fact that people out on the internet and in the world don't really believe because they can't that a male someone with a penis and someone with a vagina can hang out and be friends without him putting his penis in her vagina Ooh, ooh! you don't want to talk about that but i gotta hear more so no. basically the world thinks me and tico go together because we hang out a lot <laughs> <laughs> and uh we yeah. do go together we go to places together we go to concerts together, <laughs> we, go to concerts together. It, we go to shows and the funny thing is i'm hearing this secondhand information like people are asking friends of mine lord 
but not asking me directly and they be all walking through my house and shit so yeah. there's two things there like just ask me and i'll tell you you know i might tell you to mind your fucking business or i might tell you to answer to the question you know it's funny yeah. it's funny when i see pictures of you guys on social media and you know you got some people comment like oh y'all such a cute couple and <laughs> he's just like ah hold up hold no. the fuck up I mean, I am a handsome devil. Don't get it twisted. And I'm Keisha, a bad Keisha bitch. is a badass. Shut your mouth. I ain't talking about nobody but Keisha. But, <laughs> yo, yo, we just friends, man. I can, you know, like I like we had that conversation earlier, Dink, about, you know what I'm saying, the power of, you know what I'm saying, the penis and the pussy and shit like that. Yeah. Key is like one of my, she's like my little sister, man. You know I mean, we've I'm been saying? friends since Forever. I was 18 years old. Exactly. I'll be 45 in exactly, December. Yo. And it's amazing, you know, when people, you know, see us out. It's like, like I'm going through some things right now, and people tend to think that, you know, what I'm saying that just I'm because, just, yeah, just because I'm just because I'm out with some with some females or whatever, that I'm out here, you know, what I'm saying philandering and shit. But <laughs> philandering, I like that. Uh, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. But nah, nah, nah. Keep me, me. Nah, nah, But me. however, so I, yeah, we're not together. So that's just the end of it. But yeah, it's just it. it it's amazing that. The, and there are a lot of people out there that don't believe that men and women can be friend friends. Mm, it's very true. Um, right They can be friends And that's not the case And If you can't be friends With someone with a penis Little girls That doesn't mean that I can't So Exactly, exactly. Fuck you And your penis too We Damn. can be a Wow Wow yeah, Wow yeah, yeah. Wow But wow. That, yeah That wasn't what I was gonna talk about But yeah Good way to Throw that in there I was gonna talk about something That's a little bit closer to me Um like I said, I was going through some situations or whatever, and I just read that this mega million lottery winner had to share fifteen million with his ex-wife. Oh, wow! Now he now he was going through a divorce. <laughs> they weren't divorced yet, though. No, they weren't divorced yet, but they were going through the process, and uh, he won eighty million, and you know he took the lump sum of. 38 million You always take the lump sum And so while they were going through While they was filing for divorce in late You know 2011 uh, Shit Went to the court He should have just paid her off That money's been held up for 8 years yeah, Because man. he didn't want to slice her half They were still married Yeah, He could have made that money yeah. up exactly. By now Exactly yeah. Right yeah. Right yeah. Just right. get, you know, just 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 agree on an accept, acceptable price, okay? Or he should have slid the ticket to somebody because, Yeah, because the judge said uh, he said it was marital property includes all property acquired from the date of marriage until the date of divorce. entry yeah. of divorce, right? So evidently, this must have happened while the paperwork was still going through the mm-hmm. going through the works, and now he and now he has to like cough up like you know what I'm saying. Uh, he has to cough up like fifteen million to her. Mm. So, my thing is like, you know, yeah, I, I feel you on that key. Just pay her, get her, get her out of the way, and leave her be. Yeah. But at the same token, I, it stings too for the simple fact that you know what I'm saying. Now you done came up into some shit. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Now you know came up to you, you know, came up on some shit. I don't know the relationship between these two. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. They've got kids if she, together. You know, I don't know. Even if that, you know, I, the crazy thing about it is, I know somebody that works in child support, mm-hmm. and I asked them about this. I was like, you know, if I win the lottery, and this is when I was, this is when I was um, court ordered to pay child support. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, <laughs> uh, if I uh, if I uh, if I won the lottery, can she take that money and use it as child support? You know what I'm saying? Boost up, <laughs> boost up the child support. And she told me no, because that has nothing to do with your income. With mm. so, if you win the lottery, fellas, keep working. If you got a relationship going on and you on some ill shit and you have to pay child support, keep working. And the money that you get from your job is what she gets. Right. So. In North Carolina. In North Carolina. So this was in Michigan. So I don't know how the hell shit go down in Michigan. So all I know is when I win the lottery or if I won the lottery and I had to pay child support, which I'm off now, <laughs> go black man, do what you're supposed to do. And I got two refund checks. Anywho, <laughs> anywho, do what you're supposed to do. Handle it. Keep working. If you win the lottery, bank it. And she can't touch it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to talk about how disturbed I am to the simple fact that this you know, I don't even know why I'm feeling upset about it. Maybe I'm just putting my own self in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm putting, my, yeah, I'm like I'm putting right myself in that situation. Like I won. Don't he look tense? Yeah, like like I won this motherfucking money and he shit. Say, you know what I'm saying? Tense right now, bro. It would be lovely for me to win that money right now. You will, because mm-hmm. I, as your as your number one girlfriend, I would get some of that money. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. Okay. See how she turns the flips now. Back in the day, you didn't want me, but now I got some loot. Y'all up on Damn right. <laughs> Lord. Mm. All right. So, yeah. So, that that's what we're not talking about. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, hmm. Yo, Jank. Well, we definitely not going to talk about black people should stick together anymore. Unify. I'm tired oh, of hearing okay, that. Okay. Not going to talk about that anymore because um, that's, that should have happened a long time ago. And now that I'm in comedy... Slash entertainment I hate to say this About my people I love my people dearly So let me preface My statement with that mm-hmm. But black people Won't support you Until you blow up They won't support you Until you big got a big name And that's when They want to come out And say I know Tico I know Keisha I know Perry Since they were little I know Dink Since they were little And that's just I hate to say that But that's really And truly What I found um, With our race of people um, And it's it's sad, but it's true. Um, but I think it's not just black people. I think black people have, because of our history and in our past, not too right. distant past, right? That we have this call. We we think we have, or we because we have had. I'll say that mm-hmm. this call to unity mm-hmm. that it is carried over from generation to generation. To generation and i think that the type of support you're talking about mm-hmm. really doesn't exist any more than it's not in the black culture and other cultures 
I can't you say. have to exclude white people because they own everything and they buy everything and right. they just you know that that that's not exclusive. This is yeah, this, this y'all aren't a part of this. But so. in the the nature of how, well, let me go back. So people live amongst their own normally. Right. Like neighborhoods don't have to be segregated anymore; they just right. are. Right. We don't own anything in those neighborhoods anymore, right? right? But Asians do. Middle Eastern people do. Fuck. Like, everybody does except for us. I, I agree with that to a certain degree, but I look, at, I look at all the African friends I know, and I look at how they come from nothing. Right, yeah. And they support each other. That's because they came from each other. Right, but yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, I just, it just appalls me that black people won't support you. It's, and I... I didn't see it I saw it But I, I didn't understand it Before I got into comedy When I got into comedy That's when I really understood it Yeah yeah And when I That's when I, I started um, You know Talking to other High profile High profile Entertainers and whatnot, And they said Yeah Dink You know You're doing comedy That's great You're funny The whole nine I'm screwing The whole nine But if you think Your people in your community Or your state Gonna come support you Brother They're not gonna do it And I said why He said Black people don't Don't do that And you know who I had a conversation with that was D.L. Hughley. Yeah. He said, bro, I grew up in Los Angeles. Third large, second largest um, city in the nation. Comedy clubs, blah, blah, blah. He said, man, people weren't coming out supporting me. And he didn't just stop at comedy. He said any other thing. You know, you name anything that a black person is doing, they just don't come out. They just don't support you. I'm going to give you a prime example. Ty Banks and I both from Raleigh. Both from Raleigh. Went to Illinois High School the whole nine. Southeast Raleigh. Ty Banks got Look at House Comedy Show, which is a live recording that can be seen in over almost 200 English-speaking countries now. Sweet plug. Sweet plug. Yeah, we at Charlie Goodnights now, right? We do a lot of shows. Now, we sell out. But most of the time we sell out, the people that buy the tickets are white people or the people that just want to support us. Now, we both from Raleigh. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everybody in Raleigh that know us should just come out and just bombard. But they the should. Mm, exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> they but, should. But here's the thing. A lot of people know both of us. You would think they would say, "You know what? Let me let me check them out." I didn't know, so no, 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 no. That's a thing. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not, I, don't, I don't mean that as a no. I, don't, I know you should not a yeah, yeah. targeted towards me, but <laughs> yeah. now I'm saying now that I know. Yeah, but a lot of people know. You see the stuff I post on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But if let's just say everybody in Raleigh did know, I said, "Yo, every time they got a show, we coming out." Do you can you imagine the money that not necessarily that we could make? But it could also help us grow and bring in other artists. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a story that's crazy. Two weeks ago, I, I headlined two shows at a redneck bar in Anderson, South Carolina. I, I, saw, I saw the video on your social media. I, I headlined other shows before other venues. I went down there. I was like, wow, man. I'm like, oh, this is going to be tough. I got, a, I got a certain type of jokes I'm going to use, but I got to make these white people laugh. Well... First night, great show, the whole mm-hmm. nine. They liked it. I was like, dang. But second night, it was packed. The feature was supposed to come in. You know, you got the opener. You got the host, the opener, then the feature, then you got the headline. The feature didn't show up. Guy said, Dink, they came to see you, bro. You got to do what you got to do. My whole point being, one number white people, a lot of them were rednecks, and they came to see a black man in a robe with Tim boots, and they enjoyed themselves. 
and I said, I said, well, I didn't expect them to like the show the whole night. I did my best. They laughed. They loved it. Took pictures the whole night. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I live in a city that has way more black people than this town will ever have. I said, if I had the headline the show, I guarantee you, I probably the only black people who come see me is the ones who've been sticking with me. And I said, I'm mm-hmm. born and raised in this city that's got way more black people than probably the whole state of South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, at the end of the night, these unknown white people I'd never seen in my life want my phone number, want to take pictures with me, want to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you come back down to South Carolina, let me know. Hell, we'll come up there and catch a show. But here in my own city, I can't even get people who I grew up with to come support the show. I'm only saying that's the reason why I said I'm no longer going to talk about it. Because it's not just me, but I just use that as an example. Black people need to stick together. Something happened. Black, black people just... Well, you know, black people don't want to Like, if you go to the yeah. club and the DJ plays some shit that's not on the radio, right. they're like... Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Just like I've been on this show, I want to see y'all prosper. You know, like, yeah. I want to put a plug in when I'm on my radio show and say, hey, man, y'all need to check out this podcast. Or just word of mouth. If I say y'all was at some... Let's just say, hypothetically... They was gonna, you know, I'm gonna be sending you the contact and everything. Yeah, for it. yeah. yeah let's just say they was gonna have y'all on a major platform. I'm yes. coming. Yes, I grew. I know Tico all my life. Me and Tico go back to what grade? Tico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew we're, Keisha. We're getting too old to remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know Keisha since no, it was 14, high school. 15, yeah. 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 I know all my life. We in our forties now. So how can Keisha have something? I don't. I just like. Well, I ain't going. I can't do that. But I will say this. And I'm not condoning this. So I'm going to say that. But I see how certain black people get to a level, whatever field they're in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fuck y'all niggas. There you go. Mm-hmm. They don't mess with them. Mm-hmm. And they say, I'm rolling with these people right here. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that when before I got into entertainment, but I get it now. I understand why Allen Iverson only hung out with the boys he grew up with. Mm-hmm. I understand why DL like, no, nah, bro, this is who I roll with. Yeah. And I get it. But beforehand, I, I didn't understand it, you know. It's the allure of being yeah, famous. And yeah. you want to. And when you when you right. do become famous, there's a whole lot of shit that comes with that. Right. It, it is, man. You and you have, try to minimize. Because right. this is a whole thing. Like after Nipsey got mm-hmm. killed. Yeah. Um, about. Famous people, rappers. Right. Trying to remain in their neighborhood. Right. They become huge targets. Targets. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, big time. And um, just trying to mitigate that risk and still be, like, down-to-earth and approachable. Right. But, I mean, sometimes you just can't be. You can't. We talked about it on our radio show. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, there's things that you can do. I'm talking like I'm famous, too. There's things that (laughs) you can. You're famous. You're famous. (laughs) No, you're speaking into existence. You're famous. Um, There's certain things that you can do to enrich your community still. Right. But people don't see that. Exactly. And so because right. in this day and age of if ain't no video or if there was a news article written on it, it's not true. Like Jay-Z does a lot of a stuff. Lot He's of stuff. been doing a lot of stuff um, like philanthropy, philanthropy work. Right. Um, he's been doing all of that, and it's just now coming out because I don't know who spilled the beans, but I think Meek started it when Meek got out of jail. Mm-hmm. Meek started telling people how much of a giver that Jay-Z is. So uh, he he also helped out uh, Little Wayne. Yep. Yep. Helped yep. Little Wayne. I mean, you know what I'm saying. He just but, paid but, the legal cost for that family in uh, Phoenix that got guns pulled mm, on them because their right. daughter took a doll from the store. Right. I don't know about you, but I took something from a store when I was little. And yeah. didn't get a gun the thing, but the thing about it is this, yo. Um, when you do things, 
you're supposed to do them without any praise or anything right. because that's how you get your karma back. That's right, how you, that's right. how you get it back. So I mean, shit. Fact. Michael Jackson paid half of the Million Man March. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And cats did not know that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, you do these things, but you not you you get blessed by not doing it. Right. And so many people in this day and in this day and age, they always kick that shit like, you know, well, okay, I'm getting ready to go feed some homeless people. Let me put it on video. Right. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. So who are you trying to you know what I'm saying? Who who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to are you doing this from the kindness of your heart? Or are you doing this for some likes? You know what I'm saying? Because And sometimes that shit is fake. Remember yeah, exactly. the homeless yeah, exactly, dude? Exactly, Whatever exactly. he's right. from North Carolina. Yeah, they exactly. all in jail right now. So it's like <laughs> what are you what are you doing this for? And you know, it's like um uh like like tithing or some something like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna tithe, I'm not gonna sit here and, and be like, well, you know, let's do some tithing and I'm gonna hold up my hundred dollar bill like this is what I'm putting in the plate. You know what I'm saying? Do a little dance yeah, exactly. You drop it exactly. In. So it's like so it's like, you know, what what are you doing this for? Is is it tithing or tithing? Tithing. 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 Okay. And 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 that's a whole nother story in in a sense and in, in a whole nother. Oh thing. Lord, yeah. we got the, the anti-tithing king over here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Finally walking in here. Social media yeah, assassin. Social media assassin himself, Rob Barron. Rob, what's up? Put that middle finger down, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> uh, say 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 hello something in that in that Barry White baritone of yours. And, it was, and now he's messing on What the fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying Really He takes the mic off yeah. Fuck all y'all <laughs> But what's up though What's going yeah, on Yeah 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 What's cracking yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah what's up man What's going on Perry said he didn't like The Barry White So what's up <laughs> What's going on <laughs> Yo yeah, I'm Perry yeah, I mean, you be getting Precisely. no, you be getting on that quiet storm shit, man. And every time you want to step to the mic, it's always like, "What's up? It's Hi, how are you? How are you? Take off your brazier, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, people? Yeah, man, tired. Yeah, but yo, yo, but that's a. Uh, yeah, that, that's what we're not going to talk about. That's exactly what we're not, we're not, not going to talk, talk about. about but Let what we are going to talk about, what we are going to talk about is our uh, guest today, uh, comedian, radio host, author, yeah. actor, yeah. Dick Kearney. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. I'm... But, I feel I feel uncomfortable people praying that stuff. That's what I do, man. <laughs> you shouldn't, man. You, you just, look, you did it. You accomplished. You grind for it. You yeah, did I know, it, man. Because you, know yeah. you know what? Damn, it feels good to see people up. Exactly. Vomit. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm the hip hop mom. Actually, it was funny because I remember that first, you know, that first night we met after the yeah, Corey yeah, show, yeah. and we was we was in the parking lot to like two in the two, two three in the, in the morning, morning, man. morning. We were just tore up, talking, yeah. just talking, and yeah. tore up. Good too. vibes. Good yeah, vibes. Yeah. And because uh, it was funny, because you know when I got home, you know I told my wife who was you know who was hanging out with, and she was like, "Dink," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's, yeah. Better, that's what everybody said." Yeah, Dink, and, yeah. and the first thing that came out of her mouth was, "He's brilliant." That was the first thing that came out of his mouth. Uh, tell, her thank mouth, you, you know, and you. Uh, you know since uh, how long you been doing comedy, bro? August twenty fourth will be four years. Wow, wow, wow! wow. Four years. What made you? 
make that conversion into well first yeah i mean let the people know what your past was before you decided hey i gotta start slinging these jokes well the past currently you know I, i've been i've been an employee with the government because i was in the military too so i've been employed with the government almost 30 years mm-hmm. common military time you know work with veterans work with military personnel uh, father of six four boys two girls and a granddaughter Sheesh. Um, yeah, got a wife yeah, um, he won't know Rolling Stone, but he knew where he's putting that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, so yeah, working family man, the whole night. I live in Durham, I'm from Raleigh, love Raleigh, I love the queen, I love the capital city. Um, even though I live in Durham, I love the Bull City too. Durham is dope, Durham is very dope. Durham is also is not to the people that's listening to this, Durham is not Iraq. Please come up there and visit. I don't know where they got that from. Trust no, that's me. old. That, that that's that, old. Yeah, yeah that's an old Durham, Durham yeah. stereotype. Yeah, old it, it is because um, yeah. Durham has a lot going on for itself, mm-hmm. and, it's, and I try to d- dismiss that stereotype to a lot of people. Yeah, I tell people just trust me. It's much probably more white people in Durham than white black people, but that's a different discussion. But um, yeah, man, you know, got a, a, a big size family, man. Um, my last son just graduated from high school, June June eleventh. Nice, nice. He's going to go to community college, and I have a um. Got two daughters left in the house, fifteen and six. Ooh, yeah. So um, I'm just what I was doing before comedy, man. And I've always wanted to do it, mm-hmm. just like any other kid growing up. I thought I was gonna be an athlete, go to college. I love playing basketball, football, all that. But I always wanted to do stand up. I've always mm-hmm. loved Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Lenny Bruce. Um, you name any comedian, I just always loved doing it. And a few years ago, man, I. I talked to Ty Banks. I said, Ty, man, what you know about stand-up? Ty told me what he know. Because Ty, Ty Banks is a, the producer of Look at House Comedy, producer of my comedy special. He's a movie director, mm-hmm. producer of the whole nine. Um, graduated in Low High School. Oh! Uh, yeah, the low. The best high the school. ever. Yeah, so um, I knew. I said, yo, man, what you think about stand-up? Uh, he said, oh, I know a little bit. I just know comedians can be jealous. So, so I said, okay. So anyway, come August 24th, I made my mind. I said, I'm going on stage. Mm-hmm. And that whole day... Something was just pushing me like You going on that stage You going to tell these jokes There was no second thinking There was no get cold feet You going I, I was nervous as hell now, I'm sure you were I wrote everything I wrote I wrote these jokes down That came to the top of my head I wrote them down a, a napkin I went over it several times So I get on the stage that night I'm in Chapel Hill This place called The Second Wind Nobody's laughing at my jokes okay. They looking at me like What is he talking about? I say my last joke And these two white boys In the back Bust out laughing What was the joke? The joke was I'm holding on That's a sexual <laughs> joke But uh, I said um, Well I mean It's not Yeah we ain't got Have no you ever heard well, well, I, I, a Superman I, joke? Yeah. Well basically I said um, I said um, I said you know <laughs> I said women I said look You know men We love to have sex And the whole nine But You know If we want to do a quickie And you know You took a shit that day Please take a damn bath Because we cannot have sex and your ass is stinking, especially your damn butt cheeks. <laughs> oh my god! I said so. If you shit, that means you gotta sit your ass in the damn tub. If we have any type of damn sex, and they bust out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I said I found my audience. And I've been doing it ever since, mm-hmm. and I love it. I, I, it's truly besides writing. I love to write. Mm-hmm. I love to write, but also in addition to writing. My passion is telling jokes. I love to get on the stage and tell jokes. Can we get into the writing for a second? Um, yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. Take us through. Okay. As much as you can. As okay. much as you want to share with our, okay. with our audience. Okay. Uh, the okay, art of crafting a, a joke from your perspective. Well, the, 
when it comes to writing a joke, the the way they say you're supposed to do it, you're supposed to have like a um, a premise, mm-hmm. and then from the premise, you work your way to the um, um, to the punchline. Okay. You know, basically like the the premise or the subject, and you know, and that's the way you can do it. But I've I've been funny all my life. Anybody know anybody mm-hmm. that really knows me? Yeah. I've yeah. always been a fool. Of it's a all stories, right? And yeah, how you stories. tell stories, how you tell the stories that but, most of them actually. But happen. it's one thing to tell jokes among your family and friends on the couch, cookouts, and all that. Yeah. Versus telling to people who don't know who you are. Come on, look. Come in the middle of the living room floor. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all, they yeah. about to tell some jokes at yeah. cookout. You see, when you do that, it's, hey, well, let me tell you what Keisha and I did the other day when we were coming up as kids. And then everybody laugh because they know Keisha and they know they they got mm-hmm. connection. Yeah. They have yeah. connection. They got a connection. Yeah. But when you talking to a hundred people, they you never build, you have to build that connection. You gotta build it. So I gotta mm-hmm. come out the gate different. See, it's a different so that means your writing gotta be different. Now you can t- prime example, Tico is a great storyteller. As yeah, y'all yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's That's also what, a fool. Yeah, yeah, a fool. Extreme a straight motherfucking fool. fool. And Tico mm-hmm. could take the jokes he just today, he can go on stage and tell it. Certain jokes you can take from the table with family and friends, and you can do that. Some jokes you can't. You have to have it set up where they understand it, mm-hmm. and they can keep laughing and so forth. So whenever I write a joke, a lot of my jokes, um, I have a crazy mind. I can be driving down the street and see a homeless person, and a joke will just pop up in my head. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's like Tico can tell you that. It, it happens to a lot of people, and you say, oh, man, I, I got to say it. So I pull over to the side of the road, and I text the joke to myself. I just write it down. I just text it to myself. Then I go back home and then I add more to it. Then what I do is, um, as I say, I got like a whole page of jokes. What I do is I read it out loud mm-hmm. to myself in my garage, right? Then I put the paper down. Then I go over and try to memorize it again without. And I do that over and over while I'm recording the audio part. So what I do then is I go back and I listen to myself. And I say, oh, okay, that sounded good. So let me write this. Let me add that. And I do it over and over until I go to the open mic. Mm-hmm. And then I practice it. And that's how... That's how I, I prepare myself for the, the jokes. I'm, I'm always writing stuff. That's why I told him I want him to help write some jokes for me too. But that's that's how I do it. That's mm-hmm. how I, I just, like, I can I find anything funny. You know, it might be clean, con, it might be dirty. But whatever comes to my mind, I just write it down. I don't pigeonhole myself to, like, just doing clean or just doing dirty. Whatever comes out, whatever comes in my head, I decide I'm just going to write it down. Let me ask you something, Dink, as a comedian to another one. Um... Like you said, like, you know, seeing something that's that's just automatically, that's, you're taking a bad situation and you're seeing something that's funny in it. Like the hooker last night? Yeah, like the hooker last night. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was a bad situation. But <laughs> um, the, um, like you said, taking the premise, like you said, like seeing somebody homeless, you know, I would take that joke and be like, well, you know, um, you know, uh, Mr. Homeless guy in front of the damn Dollar Tree, stop begging for money because I'm like three dollars away from being where you are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You take it and you take the premise from it. So my thing is, when I write jokes sometimes, and when something comes in my head, and then when I go back and read it, it doesn't sound the same. And that's the thing that's that's kicking me because when I when I'm like, damn, I said that shit funny. Like I should be recording myself. You know what I'm saying, but I don't. So how do you? I know that I, you know. I know that's happened to me. I don't know if that's happened to you. How do you get back to that 
to that part where you made to that part giggle. that you made yourself yeah exactly that you made yourself like you know what i'm saying laugh how do, how, how do you do that because that's one of the things with me because i got i write jokes down and then when i go back to them i'm like well damn how did i say that or how did I, you know what I'm saying? I know it probably comes from like, you know what I'm saying, practicing the joke and just saying the joke and just, you know what I'm saying, flipping it different ways. But uh, how do you like, you know, get over that hump right there? Well, when you go back to it and you say you might not think it's funny again, that's when you take, that's why you, you practice it out and then you take it to the open mic. That's when you let the crowd decide whether it's funny or not. And if they laugh... Great, you know, it works. You can put it in your, your memory bank, you put it in the bank, and if it don't, you say, Okay, let me maybe let me try it again at another mic because comedy is subjective. Mm-hmm. You can go to one place and kill it, and then the next night they'll look at you like, What the hell is he talking about? Mm-hmm. So, you don't give up on it, you don't give up on that joke at all because if you thought it was funny, it probably is funny. Mm-hmm. You just have to find the right crowd. So, no, I so what I do in that case, I just you know, I practice it already, I go to the open mic. I see if it works. If it don't work, I don't give up on it. I might add some to it, may take some away, and I take it to another mic and use it again. And then you know, you you'll know whether it works or not. A couple of times, ain't nobody laughing. You like, okay, cool. I ain't gonna mess with it. But that don't mean you give up on it. You might can just rearrange it. So what you like I said, so what you do, man, you just keep trying it and see. Like okay, let me see if it works. So there are times I've like you said, I think something was funny, and then I go back like, man, I ain't that ain't funny. <laughs> and man, then I hit the open mic and they I die thinking? laughing. Yeah, they die laughing. So it's one of them things where you know you just keep. Trying it over and over until you see that it works or whatnot. That's what the open mics are for, man. That's that's what you go. You go there just to practice. And speaking of open mic, I got one tonight at the Honky Dory. Oh, wow. Um, in Durham. Yeah. It's in Durham. It's open mic. I got asked to do it last night. So um, and every chance I can get, I try to hit the stage and always have new material and just work it out. So um, that's how it works. So that's the answer to that, Tico, man. Don't never give up on it. Just keep trying it and see what happens. And like I said, don't work the first couple of times. Don't give up. It might work the third time or not. Just, you know. Changing. Actually, early you brought up, you know, um, you know, asking Tico to right. write jokes for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 we talked about yeah, the um, the you know the ghost writing aspect of oh, yeah. of the comedy game. Right, right. So when you first jumped in, okay, mm-hmm. uh, you know what was you know you know when you first learned that okay, oh, this guy wrote this joke for that mm-hmm. guy. Okay, right. I mean, what was your initial reaction to well, that? Well, I've studied comedy all my life because I've always been a big Richard. Pride fan. I've always been a big Eddie Murphy fan, and um, I mentioned Lenny Bruce earlier. I can't think of the other white guy that passed away. Um, I've been a fan George of George Carlin. George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people don't know this unless they really follow comedy. I keep hitting that table. Um, Paul Mooney wrote a lot of jokes for Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of comedians use writers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. D. Militant, the comedian D. Militant. Mm-hmm. He wrote a lot of Cat Williams jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wrote a lot of stuff for D.L. Hughley. So when I see that, I don't see it like, I say, okay, cool. What's wrong with using the writer? You know, right. one, of, one of my all-time favorites, one of my all-time favorites is, uh, you know, when Jimmy Walker was doing stand-up, uh, you know, that his, uh, his comedy writers were David Letterman and Jay Leno. And look where the two of them went, you know, after gaining, you know, gaining experiences, you know, joke writers for J.J. That's, that's 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 true, man. Look, it's like um, I have jokes that I write that I don't think that I could say. That it's not like my it, it's part of my persona, but it's not my persona. Yeah. Like like okay. like like you know like uh, Dink, man. He is hardcore. You know what I'm saying? Rugged. Like he'll yeah. tell you straight up. You know what I'm saying? 
And it's like, I can't say, what joke did you say? You like, you like the Beyonce joke, right? Did you yeah, like yeah, that Beyonce, one, the Beyonce yeah, joke? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Beyonce's out here singing single women and shit. And oh, wait, hold on. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. What? Beware of the beehive. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. Be- I'm just Beyonce, kidding. Fuck Beyonce, that shit. Beyonce is like, all my single ladies, you know, and celebrate your singleness and shit. And afterwards, she go home to her husband. <laughs> and leave y'all motherfucking thirsty ass bitches in the damn club dancing. So, you know what I'm saying? I, me, saying that on stage, I don't think that I could, I, 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 that's not just me to spit that out. But Dink, because he's so hardcore and raw, he could say that shit. Like, I got mad shit that I, that, that I could say that's really weird that's in my mind. But if I say it on stage, they'll really be like, yeah, they'll be like, what the, fuck? what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Super fucking weird. So, yeah. So, Nigga yeah. got problems for real. Well, does. you know, hey, well, you know, <laughs> you know. And, and oh, damn, my fault, my fault. Joke just popped in my head when you were talking about the homeless people. Oh, you know, shit. it's like, yo, if you see a guy with a wheelchair and his shoes are clean, don't give him any money. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see a homeless dude, if you see a dude homeless in a wheelchair and his shoes are dirty, you don't give him any money. Because that motherfucker walking. You feel me? <laughs> it's shit like that. <laughs> Premises. Premises jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Here you go, Dink. Now, mind you, um, all these things that Tico says he thinks, but he's not going to say on stage. See, I'm I, hear, I hear them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. glad. I hear them. But see, yeah. I'm glad she said that. See, there are people that can that can write jokes. Like Keisha could say, let's say she's real funny, which I think she. Let's say she got a lot of jokes. But Keisha's like, I ain't gonna stay saying that mess. No, I'm not. But Keisha could give it to me or give it to Tico, and we'll go ahead and do do it. Some people can write jokes. Just don't have that. I they have just, a friend. They can't get on stage and do it for yeah, whatever reason. I have a friend that's a poet, and his moniker is the Silent Poet. Shout out to Curtis Hill. <laughs> um, and he just would never. He had never like when I met him three years ago he never performed his poetry and it's beautiful work like it's right. beautiful work but he's like i'm not fucking get on that stage yeah he actually put together a live poetry gallery where he gets um he gets different poets from across the state across the country to come perform his work and he produces the show and orchestrates the show and all that stuff to get his stuff out there, but he's never gonna get on stage. Yeah, because some people like this one guy. Uh, uh, this one guy. Tico. Yeah, this one guy uh, that I write with. <laughs> <named Fuck>. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah, this is okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tico just splashing beer. Yeah. You know, Tico yeah. is losing it again. Yeah. He's losing it. <laughs> just glad it's not the other stuff. He splashed it. Yeah. Shut up. But, um, it does. But yeah, that's there's one guy that write jokes for me, right? Uh-huh. He's on a radio show with me. He's done stand up. He's a really comedian, but he don't want to do it. And he said, "No, nah, I I just don't like people looking at me." He said, "I'd rather just write for somebody." Mm-hmm. And I could see that that there's certain jokes a person can write. But like Tico, like man, I ain't right. I ain't saying that type of joke, man. You know, because Tico is thinking I can't deliver it that way. Mm-hmm. But he can say, "Hey, I can pass on the dink and dink and a that. comedy think tank." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Like Tico is really. 
if he did comedy, got serious about it, he would be really good. Mm-hmm. I, and I've told him this. He know I ain't blowing smoke up his mm-hmm. butt. You know I'm telling the truth. I bet not see you nowhere, but at this but, summer. Yeah, but, but he at, won't do it. Open mic. I've seen him do it. I'm like, hey, you know, we've been telling because he be out philandering. Yeah, but exactly. he he, he got the more open mic. If he work, this is no lie. You know? The cat got the jokes. He got that part down pat. If he put the work in, Tika would be good. He got it. Like hearing him talk, I'm like, dude. I'm I'm listening to him. Like, man, dude, those are great jokes. You should be losing on stage. And I know talent when I see it. I know it. He got the jokes. I said, yo, just put the work in. You'll do it. And if he did it. I mean, look, the jokes, the facial expression, the. Uh, he got the height. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. He got the, the height. The yeah. posture. The posture. Okay. I mean, if you notice Tico's posture when he tells jokes, you know, it's in a swaying type of way. You know what I mean? That so, reminds you know, me of that Dave Chappelle episode where he talks about Charlie Murphy and how when Charlie Murphy went into joke mode, he looked. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I you know, my 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 interest in comedy started when I was mad young. Like uh, my mother was a single mother with two kids, and she worked double shifts, so I would like stay home and watch my sister. So I would watch TV a lot, and a lot of TV that I watched was like Dick Van Dyke, uh, Carol Burnett, and stuff like that. I thought that that was hilarious and funny to me, you know. And um, I really didn't think about this comedy thing until I went to Charlie Goodnight's one night and uh, this comedian asked if anybody had a joke. And somebody pushed me on stage to tell a joke. <laughs> and um, like. yeah, so I, 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 I told my joke and um, everybody laughed. And when I had that laugh, it was just like, oh, okay. That's 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 a, that's that a nice little good. feeling. That's yeah. a nice little feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next time, the next time I, I I really like got seriously and like took it to the stage, it was uh it was Dink Dink had um I, where were we at? We were in fucking Clayton. Yeah, we were in Clayton. We were in Clayton, and um and so I got up on stage it was like only like what like six girls in the back <laughs> you know what I'm saying but yet and still you know what I'm saying I uh I got out there and I did it and um I've been doing open mics at um at uh the outpost and at Woody's um I haven't hit these other spots because sometimes ding I know you I know you get it but it's like when you start out doing this comedy thing and you out here and you're doing these open mics Usually, it's more comics than it is audience. Yes, it is. So, sometimes I feel like, okay, I'm spitting the same jokes to the same people. You know what I'm saying? Even though I know that most of the crowd hasn't seen me before, but shit, there's like 20 fucking comics in the back. And what they do is they look. Comics don't laugh at other comic shit. That's one thing. That was one thing I had to figure out. That was a hard. Intentionally, do they be mean mugging? Intentionally, intentionally. No, it's not a mean mugging. mugging. It's like they they uh, they study you. Studying, yeah. They study you, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, um, and it's real clicky. You know what I mean? Really, really clicky. And so I, um, you know, it's kind of hard, especially here, because you have so many millennials doing this thing now and so when i do these open mics it's millennial kids it's white kids with big beards and fucking damn lumberjack shirts on and shit you know what i'm saying talking about how small their penises are and shit you know what i mean and it's like um 
It's like, and then the females, they come in, they're all feminists, and they're all like, you know, uh, you know, men this, men that, my vagina this, my vagina that, <laughs> you know, and um, and when I'm out here listening to these, 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 these uh, young people, you know, I'm like, okay, all right, that's pretty funny, and then I get pissed, and then I say some ill shit right off the fucking bat, like, you know. Feminist women, you know what I'm saying? Fe- oh, you know what I'm saying? Men, you know, their penises and yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got really pissed at these two uh, feminist chicks that got on stage. <laughs> Notice how I said chicks. And um, <laughs> so my joke was, my joke was, uh, I went to a feminist picnic the other day <laughs> and uh, I was kind of upset because nobody made sandwiches. You remember that? Yeah. So, so, girl, they got they got upset with me about that, and that's another thing I want to talk to you about. Dink too is like you know having to like censor yourself mm. to a sense where to get yourself up to another level. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's like you could say some ill shit, and it could like stop your whole fucking career. You know what I'm saying? Like Roseanne Barr, with that whole shit that Roseanne said. I wasn't shocked that she said it because mm-hmm. if you're a comedian and you know that's the same shit Roseanne has been kicking for years, yeah, and yeah. years and years and years and years and years. And can I can I share something on that as yeah, well? Yeah. All right. I, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I, I I don't mean to say it this way, but when you look at a picture of Valerie Jarrett and you look at the picture of Helen Bonham Carter from um you know from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. All right, yo. Yo, okay, we gonna get some hate comments for this. I don't give a fuck. Look, they looked alike. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, they yeah. had the same hairstyle and yeah. a whole nine. Okay, yeah. so I understood. Understood. I understood the joke. We, yeah, understood the joke. Okay, was the joke appropriate? Uh, fuck no. But 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 still, I understood the joke. Dude, dude. But the thing about it is like this. Okay, as a comedian, if you want to pitch it, I'm gonna try to hit it, no matter what you say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're um. If you, I got this saying that I know that it's uh it it it's it's not a it's not a politically correct thing to say. Other people talk it. I'm gonna try to live it. No, not that. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah, that that's real. I, I I do try to live that shit. Uh, but it's like Tico, how you feeling? I'm I'm feeling like 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 RuPaul with a bag of dicks. You know what I'm saying? I can say happy. You know what I'm saying? That's the premise is to be happy, but due to this 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 sensitive politically uh, correctness, correctness, yeah, of going on, I I can't I I I couldn't say that unless I'm around, you know, you all, Mm -hmm. because you know you know my silly, you know my funny, me. But I think a lot of times in those situations, okay, let's remove. Let's remove the monetary part of it, okay? Mm-hmm. So people like Roseanne say these things and then they lose their job. I'm completely outside of that. A lot of times, these people, because we live in such a fucked up world, the backlash is at level 10. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But the followers... And new fans that they gain should be at level twenty, but it's muted. 
Exactly. exactly. Does that make sense? Exactly. No, no, it, it is. It is. It is. You know, it is. Like, like, you know, the, like the cancel movement. Okay? Right. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, my problem, my problem, I know my problem with the kid has always been, well, if we cancel it, we can't talk about it to solve it. Right. Right. You know? Well, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't solve yeah. Linda Ferris fine steam. Yeah. Dude, like, oh, okay. and, and also, sorry, I gotta, I gotta cut her. Yo, and so for all those motherfuckers that this, uh, you know, that that in the past couple of days uh, that have called Representative John Lewis a Uncle Tom, fuck y'all. Okay, what happened? Fuck y'all. I told you I don't watch the news. The uh, first time um, I research for this show. Um, <laughs> uh, Representative John Lewis uh, defended a comment that um, that um, uh, that Joe Biden had made, uh, you know, in regards to communicating with a white supremacist, and social media came after him as Uncle Tom. This motherfucker, okay, this motherfucker bled for civil rights, okay, like literally. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't even put a dollar. 50 cents a, a fucking nickel towards civil rights shut the fuck up that's the Put that's your, the whole you know thing now so people only read headlines now they don't read articles they don't read articles they don't read books they don't read nothing newspapers they don't read nothing so they see that he defended a racist comment and they continue scrolling about their lives or reposted like fuck this nigga or you know he's uncle tom or whatever when they have no idea because information comes in very short blurbs nowadays now it's available and an intelligent person will research and sometimes on the internet they say shit in those headlines just to get you to click on the article like it's all about the clicks and the likes people get paid off of clicks and likes right so you as a consumer of this information do some fucking research sometimes shit just don't fucking sound right those headlines don't sound right but even but even 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 that is it's like the um i can't remember what episode we talked about Mm -hmm. this before uh, about children like it stems down from children like when you go and you hit like the browse button or whatever and the first article that comes up the first article that comes up is usually the first article that people look at because they tend to they, they tend to think that the first article has to be the true article without having That's to go ex- exactly but you know back in our days we had to like really research like all this stuff that they're putting out Do on the internet system bitch. exactly i <laughs> like That's all this all this stuff that they that, they, that they're putting out in now fucking cyclopedias yeah yeah oh man what the fuck you talking about man my I, my my stepfather uh not teddy but my uh, my other stepfather uh that's another story but um he used to sell encyclopedias but can't uh, botanica not yeah yeah and so we always had encyclopedias and my mother's favorite line was i'm like hey mama how do you look it up right my daddy's too you know like, my daddy read all the encyclopedias so that shit like fuck a to out, z yo. front to back yeah. so yeah I so mean, nobody we, wants to research no no other shit no anymore and, and, but and it's and so it, easy it, though but, but i know it is it is easy of the information age okay to be so goddamn lazy Stupid. Yo. Yeah. I've always lazy. raised my boys to be skeptics yeah. so like even when they were little little we'd be watching some 
cartoon or whatever I'm like that don't even sound right and so they've slowly built that into their character like that doesn't even sound right and then sometimes they'll ask me something like we'll be watching something now and they're 15 and 16 and I'd be like TV magic they were like how you gonna be like that now you know but I mean that you've got what you need I've given you what you need you always want to search for more it's like the x-files all the truth is out there like it really really fucking is and like p said people are just fucking lazy nowadays you spend like thousands of dollars on these phones and all you do is take pictures and fucking look at youtube and fucking uh, facebook and instagram and stuff when you have a fucking mini computer in your hand right i mean y'all are understanding this like like gigs and shit like back in the days like a megabyte back in the days was a huge ass computer right a huge yeah. like if you look at those old movies back in the day when they were shooting up rockets in, in nasa like one of those big ass damn joints yeah that was a fucking gig yeah yep. you know what yep. i'm saying yep. Yep. so you're like yo so now you have all these gigs megabytes no megabytes is less than gigs but anyhow uh <laughs> all this power in your hand and i'm and i'm i you know, I, I like to dig and dig and dig deep because, you know, I like to research stuff. And um, but yeah, man, it's it's it's, 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 hey, inter- hey, it's hey. interesting how they'll just like even on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Tico died yesterday. Oh, shit. Yeah. Tico died yesterday. I've done this myself. Not going back, <laughs> like looking like, oh, shit. They, that happened like. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I've done it myself. So it's like, yo. You know, stop taking shit for face value. And you know, I can't stand that on social media. I mean, every time I see somebody post Kill that, and yeah, re-kill. And I'm and re-kill. sitting here, I'm like, damn I'm like, it, that happened in 2012. 2010. What yep. the fuck is wrong with you? That's my only Read comment. Read your shit, you know? Read your shit. 2017. Yo, you know, if you're trying to send this shit out because it's the anniversary of them, put anniversary on the motherfucking post. Right. Okay? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, man, what the fuck you know hey, but speaking of which you know yo, like our shit click our shit yeah okay yep yep thought I had to throw that out there you did a good job thank you that's thank right you. women <laughs> <laughs> nigga get on downstairs and make me a sandwich damn that's fucked up <laughs> y'all know women belong in the kitchen uh dang <laughs> uh <laughs> they do they do why why they got eggs and milk in them if they didn't <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Wow, that's hey, actually a good one. This is why. This is why this man needs to go to an open mic. Yeah, I know. He needs to go to one in Durham where they got a lot of feminists and stuff to say that stuff. Like, thank you for listening to our conversation with comedian, radio host, actor, and author Dink Kearney. Stay tuned for part two of our conversation with Dink Kearney. As always. Check us out on our podcasting platforms. We are Apple Podcast Certified. We are on Google Play. You can catch us on Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and streaming on Spotify. Don't forget to check us out on our social media platforms. IG, Straight to Tape, on Twitter, S2T on the air, and like our Facebook page, Straight to Tape, for the comedian Tico for the quintessential hip-hop mom Keisha and Wise. This is C. Perry Lizzie II and as always let's get at it.